Good morning, everybody. Welcome to NPC, only on 1280 KYRO, Troy, Missouri. Oh, that was, that was really good, Lane. Yeah, kind of trying to do my NPR there. Welcome to Not Politically Correct on 1280 AM KYRO. Yeah. I hate doing the NPR voice. Sorry, Yeah, dude. I can't do it. I can't do it long. So what you know, man? Uh, How are God. things? Well, Did you do some barbecuing? Yeah, barbecuing's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we've made enough money to get home. Well, I mean, <laughs> as long as you can get home, I guess yeah. that's fine. Yeah. On the way home, hit an eight-foot extension ladder, totally, totally folded out. Yeah. Not an extension, but a step ladder. Oh, yeah. An A-frame step ladder locked in place, laying out in the middle of the highway in the dark. Oh, I bet that was fun. Yeah, you know, it's 75 miles an hour, I have no idea where it ended up. I feel like you turned it into wood chips, man. Uh, I don't know know if we did, but I know I have damage. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of hated tearing up my coach, but well, yeah. the choice was the ditch or the median, I mean, or that. And I figured I had better odds taking on a ladder than the median. I would have to agree with that. I remember I had a, uh, one night I was driving home on Interstate 65, south of Nashville. And I, now you're going to laugh, and I guess part of our listeners may not even know what this is. I had a newspaper machine in my Suburban. Wow. Now you talk about something that will destroy. Those are solid. They, oh, dude. It destroyed the front end of my car, and or of my Suburban, and then it got stuck on the rear end as it was sliding out. Yeah. So my whole rear end was off the ground. I turned the four-wheel drive on and drove down a ditch and hoped I could get it to pop. No. No, it wasn't popping off. It was stuck under there. After I got it undone, I realized that the corner of the newspaper case had punched a hole right through the rear end. That was beautiful. It was a great night, man. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've never picked up a newspaper machine... Well, those you, aren't light. No, not really. I mean, if you could find one, you could go try it. But Well, you know, we don't have any newspapers anymore. We have rags. Well, that's no kidding. I mean, we used to actually have newspapers you could read and see news in. Now... Not really quite so much. Yeah. Not at all. Now, what part of t- where where were you barbecuing, man? Uh, we were just 30 minutes out of Memphis. Yeah. Now, since we're, at, you know, we're only three minutes into the show, let's go ahead and do it. You want to do it? Uh, Talk about your rubs, man. Hey. They're, they're my favorite. Smoking Butts products worked good this weekend. You know? I bet they did. You know, we were in a tough field, too. Let me tell you, we got a guy that's contending for Team of the Year. We oh, had wow. actually three guys contending in the top ten there. We beat all but one. <laughs> all right. Yeah, he won the whole thing, so you know wow. that happens. But, yeah, we six out of 32 very strong teams. Very nice. So if you want to find out about the uh, gluten-free, non-GMO, no... No, hard... it's not G- non-GMO. It is gluten-free, MSG-free. MSG, that's right. MSG-free. Sorry yeah. about that. That's that's on me, yeah. buddy. Yeah. And uh, what else doesn't it have in it? Uh, oh, high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. That's the right. Sauces are free of that. Yeah. So. It's a pretty good deal. So if you want to... Uh, yeah, so if you're a diabetic, it's actually good for you. I'm going to be honest. I had some of your sauce, man. It's really, it's really good. Yeah. I like it not being that overly sweet where you're just... Sweet barbecue sauce is not my thing. And it's not overly thick. No, it's really, really good. So if you would like to have some of that smoking Butts barbecue sauce, how do they get it? Well, I would recommend they go to smokingbuttsbbq.com, go to the store locator, find a store near them. There you go. Find it. It's good. He's got rubs, barbecue sauce, everything that you could have for a wonderful yeah, barbecue. Yeah, if you get on the store, we even have accessories. And see, here's here's the thing people forget. I know summer's coming to an end, right? Yeah. 
I barbecue all year. Well, so do I. And I did before I got into competition. Right. There's no reason to stop barbecuing just because it's cold outside. I used you, to always barbecue on New Year's Day. Oh. It was kind of a tradition. My dad does a barbecued turkey every year at Thanksgiving, which is surprisingly good. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Uh, we used to get the uh, salt and pepper brats. Coconut? Co- coconut. Yeah. A couple different places have salt and pepper brats, which are one of my favorite brats you can you can really get. There's a lot of variations, but that's good. And my buddy Micah and I, we were on the fire department together, and it would be middle of winter time. We'd have the grill fired up out there, grilling all kinds of random awesomeness. And there's something about, on a really cold day, having a nice barbecued brat. It makes you happy, man. Well, a brat makes you happy anytime. But it makes if it's you, a good one. It's And these were good ones. These were these were glorious back and then. And I do have a recipe that I came up with that yeah. actually won a national contest. Really? It's... Uh, Green apple, jalapeno, mozzarella cheese. Boy, I bet that's an interesting combination of flavor. It it all pairs so well. It's I can. It's funny because you know you hear of something, you can kind of taste what that's going to be like. That sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, Lee. I'm going to have to uh, go over to Wright City Meats. You can get some. Can you? Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's who grinds and packages them for me. All right. I will have to give that a try and see what that's all about. So. Uh, it's half chicken, half pork. Really? Man, now I'm, we do this every week. I get hungry once we yeah, start no, I the do show, food. man. I mean, don't get me wrong. That pizza we just had a slice of was all right, but some eh. barbecue sounds far yeah. superior. It's smoke a pizza. Anyway. <laughs> so one thing, I mean, we just, we have to bring this up, man, because nobody, nobody's really touched this this week. Like, not even a little bit. I'm, I'm really pretty disappointed by this. Were there any big news stories bouncing around out there that maybe, I don't know, maybe we would, we would talk about in mainstream media? Well, mainstream, which is lamestream, uh, yeah. no. No, no, not really. But, but, you would, but if you were worried about your rights, oh, my God, there's so many out there's there. There's so much out there. So break it down, man. What do we got yeah, for this week? Like, you know, we got we got the Democrats saying they are going to confiscate any gun that fires more than one round. Yes, they are. Old, uh, what's that goofy guy's name? Beto. Beto. Yeah. Roberto. Whatever. That dude's out there, and he's going down his path of banning everything. I mean, he's already said you're going to have to sell your guns to the government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, thanks, carpetbagger. Wait, wait a minute now. We're going to... S- we're going to take property we bought with our own money. Yep. Sell it to the government to get our own money back. Uh, yep, pretty much. What's wrong with that picture other than the part of it's our money? All of it. Right. Every single part of that picture is ridiculous. That's that's the truth behind and it. And the criminals won't give up their guns. Well, of course not. Why would you? You know, it, it's funny. I, I saw this thing, and it was from uh, Libertarian Party something or other. Anyway... And it says, "What will the government do once you what? What will the government do once they round up all the guns? Anything they want. Anything. I knew you saw it. Anything they want. Yeah. And that's the whole side behind this. Here's the thing: we live in a culture today. Now I know, Lee, we got a few years between the two of us, but I know that the world we live in now is not the world you grew up as a young guy, and it's not the one I grew up in as a young guy. Not even a little bit. I tell you what." 
my son's in his 30s and it's not the world he grew up in right it everything has changed just in the last 10 years yeah the last 10 years gee what happened almost in that time span gee let's go back 18 years 18 years ago well 18 years ago we lost so many rights after what happened yeah we did years ago. so in case nobody bothered to talk about it on the radio if you happen to remember tuesday september 11th 2001 was the day that the terrorists decided you know what we're going to screw with the u.s bring the war here let's bring it well, let's call it what it was. They successfully carried out the most vicious attack on the U.S. mainland that's ever been carried out. Well, wait, wasn't that a mass killing? Oh, that was definitely a mass killing with no guns involved. Well, I was going to say, were no. there any guns involved? No, nope, no guns involved. Okay. No shots fired. So you've got... Uh, box cutters, right? You've got box cutters. You've got the Twin Towers crashing down. You've got the Pentagon hit. You've got... I know, you are you got a conspiracy I don't, theory, not right? on the Twin Towers. Not, no, on the Pentagon, you do. I, I got nothing. I'm leaving it alone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then you've got the plane that... In Shanksville. Yeah, that crashed in Shanksville. So on that day, we have massive, massive amounts of casualties inside the U.S. And, you know, our response to that was pretty proper. Because, you know, if you haven't seen it, there is a film out there, and it has to do with some declassified material that uh, was only recently declassified within the first couple of years, or in the last couple of years. The name of the movie is called 12 Strong. And it's the story, we're talking 2001, dude. 2001, we are dropping Delta into Afghanistan to go form alliances with warlords to overthrow the Taliban. Now, let's call this what it is. If you have some random enemy or people who support that random enemy who kill over 3,000 of your citizens, then killing 3 million of theirs is a reasonable. That's reasonable. I think so on our part. I, I think that's fine. Because the thing about uh, the thing about not being the little kid on the block is your retribution has to be absolute. And for a while we did that. We were, we were pretty good at it. But then things changed. And we started this nation-building crap. Well, no. Then came Barack Obama. Well, we did have that, but even towards the end... Yeah, Bush was even wanting to do nation-building. Yeah, he was playing that game. Nation-building is not our job. No, because he, here's the thing, Lee. Uh, they end up hating you in the end. Right. So let's, let's break this down. All right? So let's say we invade Afghanistan. We did. We did. Is there any reason to give Afghanistan back to the Afghanis? Not really. Or do we declare it an American territory and we start mining their gemstones, which they have? They have massive amounts of uranium and they have oil. Why do we give it back? No reason. I think we make it Puerto Rico. Exactly. In the desert. Yeah. So now let's move up to Iraq. That cost us a lot of both human life and money to take that country. There's no reason to give it back to the Iraqis. Congratulations, this is now a territory of the United States. And it will remain an occupied territory until the time that it doesn't need to be occupied anymore. There's no reason to give these countries back. Fortunately, for as, much as many times as I do often somewhat criticize our current president, he has done a good job and he has done away with the nation-building philosophy. There's no more nation-building in countries that we go after. Every country we've built 
is out in the streets chanting death to America. Pretty much. So why, why are we there? Right. There's why no- are we giving them money? Why are we spending our time? Why are we trying to give them a better life? Right. They don't want it. They don't want it. So realistically, when you have a group that doesn't want a better life and they just want to continue in their ancient tribalistic backwards ways and they're going to continue to try to find new and exciting ways to kill you, you conquer them and you keep them. That's the truth behind it. Iraq has plenty of oil. Works, no works pretty good for Russia. Yeah, it did. Russia does fine with it. They did great. Yeah. There's no reason for us to do any different. <clears throat> wow, I turned into Kermit the Frog. That was cool. Yeah. And that's... Where's that's, Miss Piggy? Um, I believe she's wrapped up in some jalapeno poppers. Ah, okay. <laughs> but that's the, that's the whole thing here. You know, no one really got on and talked about 9-11 and what it actually was. Since 9-11, we have seen terrible things take place, like the Patriot Act which essentially stripped the rights of the U.S. people. We have seen things like Project Prism, as reported by the American hero, Eric Snowden. Eric? Yeah. Yeah, Eric Snowden. These are the things that happened. The goal of the terrorist was to destroy the American way of life. Edward Snowden. Yeah. It's not Eric, it's Edward. Yeah. The goal of the terrorist was to destroy the American way of life. Well, I hate to break the news to everybody, but congratulations, they They succeeded. And they succeeded heavily. You know, under the Patriot, we got the FISA courts. Oh, yeah, we did. Which were used by the Obama administration to try to take out a sitting president. It was. And when we come back right after this, we're going to talk about those FISA courts and what went down with this. You are listening to Not Politically Correct Radio on 1280 AM KYRO. I'm Andrew Dodd. He's Lee. We'll be right back. And we're back. This is section two dun, dun, dun. of Not Politically Correct. Yes, it is. So we were leading in and we were talking a little bit about the dangers that the Patriot Act had. And we talked about how it created the FISA courts. Now, I would like to point out. Now, here's a couple things that we need to look at when we talk about a FISA court. All right. Now, I know this is going to go down a dark path, but this is the path we're going down. If you don't know what a FISA court is, these are secret classified courts with classified hearings and classified judges. Which was supposed to be only on non-U.S. citizens. Well, and here's the side that I would like to point out here. There is no reason that you need to have any hearing to tap the phones of a non-U.S. citizen. That's right. They are non-U.S. citizens, and the Supreme Court just upheld that they are, n- just upheld that they are <laughs> not protected by the right of due process. Period. Yeah. Supreme Court just upheld it. And I've, been, pre- been, and I've been preaching that since we've been yeah, on the air. I've been saying this forever as well. So there's no reason to have a special court so you can go get a warrant to tap a illegal or even a legal non-citizen's phone. So why don't we get do rid it. of that? FISA courts have to go because they violate every aspect of our Constitution. Period. No question about it. No nothing. But it's these FISA courts that the Obama administration used to attack the presidential candidate, and then the president, Donald Trump. These I, this, these FISA courts were created as a, oh, let's do this, but they were immediately used as a weapon within well, just years of them being created. They were originally created right after 9-11 Yep, because they thought they had to have a way to ta- wiretap people of foreign countries. Yep. Or citizens communicating 
with with foreign countries as long as they're communicating with a non-us citizen right i think your pr- right to privacy is gone you don't ha- they don't have to have that well and what you can plus you're supposed to be masked they're not even supposed to unmask a, uh, a citizen unless he is well and that's the side if you have reason to believe <coughs> oh man excuse me sorry about that here's the thing so you're listening to alibaba hashalapi talking to Mohammed Jihad in Syria. So you're listening to Mohammed Jihad, the Syrian guy. Well, if you start listening to your U.S. citizen saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff, well, your intent wasn't to tap that guy's phone, but Mohammed Jihad's. Then you go to a regular court and you can say, we have reason to believe this guy could be involved in terroristic activity. We request a wiretap warrant. Any judge across the country will grant it, especially if you have audio of him conversing with Mohammed Jihad in Syria. And this was legally obtained, but for us to get a case against him, we would like to have a right. lit, a warrant now to yes. go forwards. But, yeah, right, because you can argue that you weren't trying to get this guy. You were trying to get the non-U.S. citizen. Well, but that's the, fine. But the problem is, yep. once you go into a public court, that's public record. It is. And you've lost your source. You have lost your source, but that's the price you have to pay for Freedom. For freedom and liberty. I believe it was said it's better that, what, a thousand guilty men go free than one go to prison? That's right. Okay. Then we need to start living by that standard. Big deal. You're not always going to be able to catch a guy. But eventually, you'll catch him. He'll do something ridiculous and you'll get him. It's fine. These are the issues, though, I have with a lot of the stuff that came. (sighs) People, Jefferson said. That those who are willing to trade liberty for security deserve neither and will find themselves with neither. This is relevant. Yes. Because we have moved into a place where people are so worried about, quote, being hashtag safe, it's ridiculous. Here's the thing. Since 9-11, the whole dynamic of our republic has changed. We now have a spy government. And I don't mean we send the CIA to go whack dudes in a foreign country because I have zero problems with that whatsoever. I don't care. They're non-U.S. citizens. Do what you want. What I have a problem with is that it's become a heavy encroachment upon the afforded rights of U.S. citizens. When the, you know, we used to joke in the early 2000s, hey, be careful what you say on that phone, Lee. You know, they're listening. And of course, everybody laughed at us until Snowden came out with his documents. And then you have all of these nut cases like some guys we know who were like well he committed treason no he didn't no he didn't no he understood that what was happening was a violation of every amendment we have and it was being used on u.s citizens and he had the only he did the only thing he could do yeah because if he went to his superiors he was either going to be told to shut up or be killed right and then by going public he secured his life right because once you go public you can keep them from going after you, but they still want him to this day. So where'd he go? Russia. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes the cost of liberty will result in you never being able to return to your home country. I understand that. And he was willing to make that trade. He made that trade. But why? Because people turned on him. Everybody turned on him. The media turned on him. Other conservative talk show hosts turned on him. Everyone turned on Snowden, who did exactly what was the appropriate thing to do. 
I don't want to hear anything about he should have gone to a Senate Oversight Committee, blah, 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 because they would have shut him down and he would have never got an audience with the Senate he'd, Oversight. He would have got killed. Absolutely. He'd have, he'd have committed suicide. Or he would have got mugged and nothing was taken, which yeah. is pretty common in D.C. Yeah. So we have that with we have that with Snowden. We have what he uncovered, which was Project Prism, which involved Apple and Microsoft and every major internet and computer company you know of was giving all of your data to the NSA. That's real. None of this yeah. is made up. But as we've moved on since 9-11, the people of the United States have changed. Do you notice that people today, Lee, are more concerned with reality TV and their Facebook status than they are about the cause of liberty? Yeah. And because uh, they just they've come to the point that they're ready for the nanny state to just they tell are. them what to do. They, they you know, they, they'll go work the job. They tell them to work. That's the reason socialism's getting such a grab and getting a hold here. It is. Is because people believe the government knows better. Well, people, all you got to do is look at the mess we had over this last election where the government got in the middle of it and tried <laughs> to overthrow somebody. That's the last people we need to be protecting us. Definitely. There, there's no question about that. People have made themselves ready for the nanny state, and that has come in the form of extreme distraction. These are the people who have emotional and vested interest in things like keeping up with the Kardashians and HGTV's flip-or-flop home shows and things of that kind of nature. They've lost the ability to understand what the world is, which is not this fake pseudo-reality that they find themselves in. You know, you find a lot of people today call themselves apolitical, meaning they, they, they're not into politics. They want nothing to do with it. If you're not into politics and want nothing to do with it, please move somewhere else because we uh, don't want you. California would be good. California's fine. Go there. Go stay yeah. there with all the good. other apolitical people. We don't want anything to do with that. The other side we have is since, oh, man, we're going to have to find this number. You realize how many people... Let's say today compared to 15 years ago, pop random psychotropic meds every day. Oh, my God. Yes, just a minute. It's. Uh, I bet the number would kill you. It's something like 3.3 million people okay. in the United States. Uh, that's what, one-tenth of a percent? Right. One percent are on psychotropic drugs. So here's the thing. Okay, is ADHD a real thing, or was that just something invented by the drug companies to get I'm people pretty, addicted to I'm pretty to confident drugs? Nikola Tesla, one of the smartest men to ever exist and create some of the greatest things ever, we would classify as ADHD, and we would medicate him to the point all he could do is drool. Am I wrong? <sighs> well, you see some of these kids in school, I'd have to agree with you. And it's – here's the thing. Just because – Remember, we medicate school children not for their benefit, but for the benefit of the class they sit in, for the teacher that deals with them, for the parent who doesn't want to spend the time to see what their child actually is capable of. If you're trying to get everybody to fit into a box and be exactly the same, then you medicate the crap out of these super intelligent kids that think different. There's nothing wrong with them. They just think differently. They Their wanted, brain moves faster. They're wanting to dumb everybody down. Exactly. We saw that with Common Core. That's the reason. Yeah, well, Common Core was part of dumbing people down. Oh, yeah. 
it, it made me feel dumb when I tried to do Common Core. Me too. This makes no sense. Made no sense to me at all. Uh, taking away cursive writing. Well, if you can't read the founding documents, how do you know what they've taken away from you? Well, that's a valid point. I mean, it, it truly is. If you can't read them, how do you know what they say? Yeah. This is this is real stuff. And anybody who thinks it's all coincidence, pull the wool off your eyes. Yeah. See. Well, I know someone we don't have to pull the wool off the eyes. Who's that? That's Bill Mann out of Winfield, Alabama. Oh, that is true. You know, he's a regular listener, and when he can't get us on tune in, he's actually pulling up the podcast. Ah, very good. I am very, very glad to hear that. Yeah, so fun we're, we're, we're stretching out out of winfield alabama yeah very cool now winfield alabama that is that's on the coast ish right that's all the way down no that's about halfway is it my map of alabama is a little jaded in my head yeah <laughs> there's only a couple towns you need to know about alabama and tuscaloosa is one of them it is <laughs> tuscaloosa is definitely one of them you need to know where that is i'll tell you what tuscaloosa is one of the it's just kind of cool yeah i don't know how it's to birmingham you kind of need to know where that is too but you know just so you can drive through it hey there's some good companies there you know like moore's marinade that, so. <laughs> now see i'm gonna be honest i don't have a clue about that but i'm glad you know about yeah. barbecue master yeah oh that's funny so you know we start we start looking at these these things that have gone on and we look at how people don't care about things anymore they only care about do i have the newest car the smartest phone and do i take enough meds so i don't feel sad every day that's it that's all oh wait wait i forgot and can they pay enough money to push their children into some alternate reality because i've talked about this before in our culture we have this difficult problem with child worship for real, that's what they do. Well, I have to take my kid to four different kinds of practices, and I've got to make sure they go to the best dentist and they go to the best school, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Look, none of that stuff is actually going to make that big of a difference. Not really. The idea of, hey, we got to work on this stuff so we can move forward to the next thing, being schoolwork and that kind of stuff, that's all it legitimately takes. Your kid isn't going to be any smarter because you took them to 37 practices. They don't need you to worship them. Seriously, this is how we created the dang millennial generation, was this nonstop child worship. Well, what happened back in the 80s, oh yeah, they came out and said we were raising our we were all raised wrong or anything that you should be your kids best friend that way they'd confide in you. Oh. Well, I must that, have missed that. That, that that created a whole bunch of idiots. Wow. And uh, a whole bunch of people that feel like they should be, get everything for free. And yeah, see, here's here's the thing, people people forget. Okay, my parents were my parents, but if I call my dad up right now, let's be honest, I'm not a little kid anymore. Yeah. Call my dad up, hey dad, you want to go get dinner? We will sit there and we will chat like two dudes sitting there having dinner. Yeah, just so happens he's my dad. Here's the thing. They're not your parents aren't going to be your friend when they're trying to raise you. Once you've successfully raised, you've raised yourself, then it's time to be friends with your parents because you'll find they're actually pretty cool most of the time. I mean, they might still not be, but and that's that's where this problem is. They did this 
this coddling on and on for all these years when they were children, and that's why these kids can't exist in the world. Look, I could tell you, Lee, my parents were hard as hell on me. But I get up and go to work every morning. When my car breaks down, I fix it. Because that's the difference, you know, between those times and what things, what things play out to be. All right, we're going to talk about current news here in just a minute when we get back. You're uh-huh. listening to well, Not Politically Correct Radio, 1280 AM, KYRO. Welcome back to Not Politically Correct. Hey, we're in the home stretch. We are in the third hour. Now, real quick, we want to remind you, if you are listening to us, then please go find our Facebook page. That is Not Politically Correct Radio on Facebook. By finding and liking that page, you can see our daily articles that we post about all matter of news from sites all over the Internet. Predominantly, Mr. Lee posts those articles. But you can also find... Well, I I, hey, I tell you what, i got a network of people that send me stuff. Man, you do. <laughs> but what you can also find on there is you can find where you can stream our podcast, which is this show plus an additional bonus hour. Which could be 15 minutes, could be an hour. Could be two hours. You never know what it's going to be. But you can listen to that. That is the, uh, what do we call that? The uncut version? Not politically correct, uncut You can hear what's going on there. So find our Facebook page that is Not Politically Correct Radio. Take a look at our news articles. And don't forget our streaming is available on that site. You can listen to our podcast. We're available on all forms, Spotify. (coughs) Well, Well, we're not on Apple. uh, I believe we are on Apple now. Are we on Apple? Yeah, we're on Apple now. Oh. We're on all of them. Google, Apple, all of them, man. Well, Apple, yeah, most people have to pay to get on Apple. Most people do have to pay to get on yeah. Apple. But well, since we got we on are, without having to pay. Since Good. we are covered by so many different places, we don't have to pay to be on Apple. I so guess go. Apple decided they better just take us. Definitely. So go listen. Also, if you would like to be an advertiser or sponsor on our show, give us a call. Send us a message on Facebook. You can call me, 636-358-0992. You can text me. Three one four four zero nine zero three three six because I probably won't answer. Realistically, the phone, yeah, you yeah. better you better but, text but me too. But a text, uh, though, and we'll definitely get right back yeah, with you. We'll get right back on that if you would like to sponsor it. Now we do have. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this. Do you mind, Lee? I didn't think you. Go ahead. Okay, so we have a uh, we have we have two places that are sponsoring our high school sports, and if you listen to the station, then you'll hear the high school sports going on. And if you haven't been down to Winfield, that is Sunday Funday Cafe in Winfield. It's under new ownership, reopened, beautiful, fun. Go get some ice cream. And also in Winfield is Trax Pizza, home of the train wreck pizza. So if you no, have they have so many of those there. The, it, man, I'll tell you what, that is it was a perfect name. That's what I told the owner. I'm like, man, that is awesome. The train wreck pizza is kind of like a, a loaded pizza, but it's really, really loaded. So go check out check out Trax in Winfield and check out Sunday Fun Day. Sunday Funday and Tracks, both available on Facebook. Look them up on their websites. Both of them have daily specials. Sunday Funday just started doing something old school. Are you ready? Okay. The Blue Plate Special. All right. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. So get on their uh, Facebook page and check it out and see what today's special is. All right, back to news. Let's do this. Well, gee, there's just so much. Supreme you know, Court. Roberts. Roberts. Now, turncoat. Roberts is a traitor. He has done this so many times. He's Remember, been, I, he was. I tell you what, I think he's being blackmailed. I think he is too. I think he needs to be off the court. I think, based on how some of his major votes have gone, he has stayed relatively to the right on a lot of votes. But then, whenever it's a big, big vote, he goes hardcore left. 
Today, he decided that the citizenship question on the census is unconstitutional. Why? It's not. It's not. He's wrong. Yeah. Period. He is wrong. Because the census is to count the citizens of the United States. Correct. Not to count the people in no, the United States. completely different. It is to count the citizens. This is why Roberts needs to be removed from the Supreme Court. He did this exact same thing on the Obamacare and reworded it as a tax, not as a fit or as a fine. This is multiple times now that Justice Roberts has portrayed himself in a negative light and has not sided with what his political beliefs are. We believe he's being blackmailed. Either way, don't care. It needs to come up because here's the thing. The Senate, correct? It is the Senate, right? Right. The Senate can remove him. Yes, they can recall him. They can recall him with no, it just yeah, takes it, a vote. Boom, yeah, he's gone. An, it's not an impeachment. It's a no, recall. It's a recall. It happens fairly often. So there's no reason not to recall Supreme Court justice. Supreme Court justice in 1887, I believe it was, was removed from the Supreme Court because he was found to be walking down the streets of Washington, D.C., intoxicated. And that was unjudge-like, and he was removed from his position as Supreme Court justice. I believe selling out America certainly would get you removed from the Supreme Court. One would like to think so. I would like to think so, but honestly, Lee, at this point we're at, I don't I don't think anything can actually get one of them removed. If so, they would have got rid of Ginsburg years ago. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. that's a whole other animal that, you know, you got to have so many leftists to keep everybody happy, but, you know, I'd just soon be an all-conservative court that deal, reads the Constitution as a live, not a living document, but as stone-cold hard facts. Well, and that's the thing. In this particular case, I'm pretty sure that the census is very clearly outlined for what it shall be about. So I'm not sure how they ruled that asking a citizenship question is unconstitutional. Well, I don't get it because, you know, they've been taking censuses and stuff since the day of Jesus. Well, you, you yeah, know. if we want to go back to... Yeah, I mean, let's go yeah. all the way back. Let's they go all the way back. back. They went back to their home country exactly. to be counted. They were the citizens of that country. They in those days, they returned to the city of David, each to his own home, so yeah. that a tax could be taken of all the Roman world. That was pretty good, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Thank you, Roman. Yeah, but that's realistically what it is. So you went back to where you were from so you could be counted in that place. Uh, no. The Supreme Court has failed America today, once again. And we see this over and over and over again. Ugh. But the appellate courts have saved America. They have. They're going to prosecute McCabe. He has been denied his appeals. He's been trying to appeal, not being prosecuted, and he lost his appeal. Now, for those that don't know, give a little background on that, Lee. Well, McCabe is front and center of Obamagate. Let's call it what it is. Yep. You know, everybody wants to talk about Watergate. With what yeah. Obama has done with Comey and Clapper and all these guys makes uh, Watergate look like child's play. Watergate was nothing compared to this I mean, stuff. that's kids in a uh, sandbox with an anvil and a rubber hammer that, you know, they didn't tear up anything compared to what these guys have done. Well, that is true. And that's what we're seeing. The, the Those other courts, the appellate courts, have certainly done a good job now. You know, because what most people don't realize is they're appointing new judges to the appellate court almost every day. Yeah. And they're Trump-picked judges. That's why you're starting to see some change in the 5th District. The ninth. I'm sorry, the ninth. 5th yeah. was okay. Yeah. 
Ninth has been getting changed. Yeah. You know, in Obama's time, he appointed 486 judges in eight years. You know how many judgeships are still available to be appointed? It'll blow your mind. It's a lot, I'm sure. Uh, it's probably close to 400 still. Do you know how many Trump has appointed in three years? Uh, almost 800. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they need to keep filling the voids. Yeah, because what we're going to see is we're going to see... No, if we get all the judges appointed, right, we can start having all these uh, rapid hearings on the border. Oh. Did, did you also hear about the border crossers aren't entitled to due process? Now, which is interesting... So Roberts, the same guy who just sold America out, upheld that. Yeah, I know. So the other day, the the Supreme Court ruled that illegal aliens crossing into the country illegally are not eligible for the right of due process, meaning we don't have to have a trial. We don't have to hear We can throw them back across the border and call it a day, which we should have been able to do from the beginning, as U.S. citizens are not afforded the rights of the U.S. Constitution. But we did have a ninth circus oh here's one thing that's really starting to annoy me lee why is it you know a decision is made and then you have one district court that's like nope you can't do that uh let's take this a little farther yeah this will be for bill he'll appreciate this come on bill why is a court in hawaii rendering judgments about the border in texas exactly I mean, the, Hawaii can't be invaded by illegal aliens. No. They're going to have to fly in. They're going to have to have had a passport somewhere to get there. Yep. It's not like they're going to swim there. Uh, no. But yet Hawaii is saying we got to let them walk in across the southern border. Tell you what, Hawaii, we'll just load them all up on a C-130 and we'll bring them to you. Enjoy. Let's see how you like it which, when you get a major influx. Which, hold on, let's call it what it is. Hawaii has proven itself to be borderline California over the years anyway. Well, I think the sun bakes the brain cells. I think it does. I, I, That's the only thing I can explain. It's got to be. Because if you get in northern California where it's not as sunny, it's, you find some conservative people yeah, up there. Yeah, they're fine. But all of the rest of California is terrible. Hawaii is outrageous. I still don't know what happened to Illinois. I don't know. They, but I, I still think that we need to cut them off just north of Springfield and make two states out of it. Let north, call the north one the state of Chicago and the other one the state of Illinois. I think it would be totally fine, and I know the people of southern Illinois would love it. They're tired of paying the ridiculous high taxes, being governed by these insane laws that come out of Chicago. Illinois has proven itself to be an un-American, for lack of a better term, communist republic. I mean, that's essentially what it is. You know, you may as well go ahead and separate these states from the mainland of the United States that are so far communist it's not let f not even funny and let them do their insane communist crap. You've got California. You've got New York. You've got um, California, New York. You've got Illinois. There's a few others in there that just... Just band together and fly your stupid red communist flag, lose your electoral votes, and leave the rest of us alone. Because in reality, we as liberty-seeking Americans, born under the freed republic as U.S. citizens, are sick of being dictated to by the imperial powers of communist, socialism, fascism, and the rest of this crap. Stop trying to over-govern people. 
Okay, we've existed as a free republic for hundreds of years and we do just fine at it. Stop trying to dictate the daily lives of everyone. I know all of these people want this this uh, nanny state, but enough, enough. You know, this country was founded by a bunch of people that hated being told what. To oh, do. they hated it. That was the whole thing. And yet these were a bunch of guys, 18 to 24, and they beat. The British government. Oh, yeah, they did. They had one of the greatest military leaders that had ever existed. And let's don't forget who came and joined us. I like to bring this up every now and then. Oh, we got to give the French credit for something. You know what? Why. I'm going to give the French credit for the, the good thing that they did. Yeah, we had to come save your butt a couple times in some world wars. But when we needed your help the most long ago, you sent lots of ships. Yep. And you helped us beat your mortal enemy, Britain. And that's fine. But, but of course, when Britain got their payback when yeah. they had to go save them from exactly. the Germans. Right. Eventually, we all became friends because the U.S. had to go save the Brits and the French. Yeah. So it was fine. Yeah. But the thing is, this I is... I think that's when they finally forgave us, was after World War One. Probably. They forgave us because we had to come help them. Yeah, that seems reasonable. So here's the thing. You have a country that was founded... By people who loved not being told what to do. We're talking about people who evaded taxes, made moonshine, and had, quote, illegal firearms. Because they were supposed to turn them all in, and they didn't, so therefore uh, they're illegal. What's changed? What's changed Cause, is... Because I know a lot of people that still I, have all yeah. that. Well, what's <laughs> now changed is we have a over-the-top imperial government who seeks to control the aspect of every person's daily life, and the... The possibility of liberty almost no longer exists. Okay, stop. We got one right, the perfect thing right now. Go for it. These e-cigarettes, uh, the vapors. Oh my gosh! Now they're wanting to ban all the vapors. Who cares? Follow, no, follow the money. Six people have died, and so far five of them have been linked to people using an unapproved substance in them. They've all been laced with THC or some sort of cannabis product. Okay, so. The problem has to be in that line somewhere, but who's behind it? Work with me. Who's behind it? They want to ban it. Okay. Who's losing money because of them? Oh, probably Philip Morris. Okay. Well, I'd be just one, but how about just big tobacco, period? Well, that's fine. Here's the, th and I'm going to go down the path that I normally go down. You want to smoke an e-cigarette? Smoke one. It might kill you. You want to smoke a Marlboro Red? Smoke one. It might kill you. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't care. There's no reason that any of this stuff needs to be brought to a court. Yeah, And cigarettes don't cause cancer. No. And, and people are going to want to get jump no. up and down and say, cigarettes are the irritant that causes the cancer. Yes. You already got that gene. The tobacco, the cigarette smoke is the irritant that wakes that gene up. That's, right. that's not the tobacco company's fault. That's your fault because you've got the gene and you initialized it hey let's just go for all the tobacco additives i'll go yeah. for that i mean seriously if you ever look at how many additives are in a marlboro red oh my it's God. unbelievable especially if you look at how many are in it now you know i took chemistry and i can't even get through it no it's ridiculous well guys that's it we're done oh so this was uh i guess tune in to our facebook page not politically correct radio and listen to the uh, next segment of the show find us there it's not politically correct radio on facebook we are done for the day. This has been Not Politically Correct on 1280 AM, KYRO. I'm Andrew Dodd. I'm Lee Thompson. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye now. I think you got to push it. Oh, there it goes.
most of the time I still raise a little cane with the boys Honky tongs and pretty women Lord, I'm still right there with them Singing above the crowd and the noise Sometimes I feel and you're back with us. Oh, wow. Are we hot? Let me talk a little farther away. Wow. Hey. Yeah. You got me fixed. I think you still got me a little hot there. Pull me down this. I'm Mike one, ain't I? Yeah. Yeah. Pull me down just a little bit. Oh, gosh. So how about that for a new intro? That was good. You know, some metal George there. You know, that's just stuff you don't hear on the radio like you should. No, it's not. Nothing quite like hearing the king. Yeah. And you know that that particular song kind of makes me laugh. Yeah. Let's be honest, Lee. We haven't been neither one of us has been twenty five in a long time. Oh my, I'm but more than double that. Then, yeah, I still feel twenty five. And then I go outside and do some work on my car and realize I'm not twenty five yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. So if you are tuning in, then that means you are listening to our podcast, and this is not politically correct radio, uncut, <laughs> uncensored, and uncensored. Every week, it is brought to you by Smoking Butts. SmokingButtsBBQ.com. Yes. Sauces, rubs, and seasonings. And it is good, good stuff. Get on there, buy it now. I messed it up during our live show. So, what doesn't it have in it, Lee? Uh, it does not have MSG, doesn't have gluten, and the sauces are free of high fructose corn syrup. So, if you're a diabetic and can't eat ketchup and barbecue sauce because it spikes your blood sugar, Give ours a try. So I'm going to do an experiment, and we're going to talk about it next week on the radio. I want to know how this works. So I have injected myself with insulin since I was reasonably a year old, okay? I I don't have a functioning pancreas, never have. I'm not just a fat guy that became diabetic. I I just haven't had it. Shut up, Lee. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so here's what we're going to try. A regular teaspoon, or I'm sorry, tablespoon of normal malls or... Well, I guess malls doesn't really exist. Yeah, malls does, does it? but yeah, it's right. back. Well, normal old barbecue What sauce, you would use, like Sweet Baby Ray's? I would normally use Sweet Baby Ray's. Yeah. It will shoot my blood sugar through the ceiling, unbelievably, and i got to use a bunch of insulin to bring it down. So I'm going to do an experiment, and this week I'm going to try the Smoking Butts Barbecue. I'm going to do a tablespoon of that, and then I'm going to monitor my blood sugar over the course of an hour and see how it affects it. I know how the other barbecues, like Sweet Baby Ray's, affects it. So I'm curious. I'm going to say you're going to see a rise, but I don't think you're going to see that sudden spike. And I don't think you'll see a sustained spike. Because what you're going to see is a, a normal spike of just normal sugar. Yep. And I think And, and you, gonna, you tolerate normal sugar. Normal sugar's fine. So. It's that the problem with high fructose corn syrup is it Body brings can- your blood sugar up. And it keeps it up for a long time, yeah. like you ate a whole bunch of carbs. Because the body doesn't know how to metabolize exactly. it. Exactly. It's not something we should really eat. But well, it's not a, it's not a rich, you know, it's not natural. No. It's not, it's not a natural occurring substance. No, it's definitely not. And, that, and that's what we were striving for when we got into smoking butts. I wanted to get away from because I knew so many judges were having problems with MSG and sugars and stuff. Well, yeah. So I went looking for alternatives to help the judges, <laughs> that's awesome. which I kind of wish I could kill some of them, but you know. Well, you know, that, that's kind of how that stuff works. Yeah, that's so. how the, that's how the wonderful world of barbecue is. So anyway, check us out, smokingbuttsbbq.com. We're getting a new web store up, so things will get better, and we're going to start bringing in a whole lot more products. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'm going to bring in a lot of my friends who are competitors' products, too. So. Very cool. 
that'll be so if you're wanting to get into competition barbecue and we're going to have a lot of stuff you need it's gonna be like a one-stop shop well hey you got to pay the bills there's nothing wrong with that and let's be honestly you pay the bills in a way you love paying the bills you like (sighs) barbecue man yeah i know you do i mean (laughs) or or on the weekends do you just go to sushi places because you don't want anything barbecued you know, <laughs> when I first, before I ever got into competition barbecuing, I went out, I bought the pit I have, and I'm using in competition still today. I bought it in 2007. All right. And uh, it has a four-shelf rotisserie in it, real nice pit. I bought it, and that was my backyard pit. That was my pit for the yard. That's awesome. And I loved it. You know, I had aspirations to maybe eventually get into catering. Okay. And so I bought a pit that would suit that need if I ever wanted to. Right. And uh, things went well. I got into competition barbecuing. And, you know, I would be barbecuing every weekend practicing. <laughs> That's awesome. For years. Oh, and now barbecue. that I'm a nationally ranked team and everything, and I'm out there, and I do between 14 and 20 cooks a year. Yeah. I've gotten to the point, I almost hate to even eat my own barbecue. And I don't want to go out and taste somebody else. Well, you surely don't want to eat somebody else. I mean, I come home from a competition. If it was a Saturday competition, I get home at 5, 36 o'clock. I want an order of onion rings and a blizzard. <laughs> a strawberry blizzard or a strawberry shake. Oh, you know? yeah. I got some crunch, but I, no, nothing with barbecue anywhere near it. Fair enough. Uh, you I can, know, I can see that. You know, it's like the guys who own barbecue restaurants. They don't eat their own food too often after a while. You just get to the point. It's hard to eat. You know, I cater uh, these events for the Elks up in Louisiana. Yeah. I might do 30 prime rib. You know how hard it is to sit down and have a prime rib dinner after you've just got through cooking 30 of those damn I things? I can see that as being a real pain in the butt, man. Oh, <laughs> you know, you really don't want to eat it. You know, you're just no. going, oh. Now, what, now, you were telling me a little bit. Now, what is this applesauce habanero thing, man? We have a habanero apple barbecue sauce. Not an applesauce. Yeah. It's habanero apple barbecue sauce. Okay. Uh, so makes, is it like burn your face off no. hot? Okay. No. If it was burn your face off hot, we would not have won wing ding with it. Well, that's, yeah, that's true. Hmm. All right, I'm going to have to try this, too, because th- that one, I am not a habanero guy. But I was down in St. Charles, and I went to. I was at Mission Taco. Now, just laugh at me. Yeah. I was at Mission Taco. I had a chicken habanero apple taco, and it didn't burn my face off. It had green apple in it. Didn't yeah, it, it did. Yeah. And it was a nice. It was. Oh. It was not hot. It was flavorful. Q thirty nine. Okay. Up in Kansas City, makes a jalapeno green apple slaw. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Is it good? Oh yeah. <laughs> I have it every time I go to Kansas City. I go over and see my buddy Rob, and I eat over there. So is that is it like a cabbage slaw or what? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You know I'm going to go home and try to make that, right? Uh, I'm trying to get the recipe from him still. <laughs> you can get it after your 1,000th visit. I may get it one of these days. Someday. All right, so let's dive into what we do. Okay. All right, here we go. Obviously, you already like us on Facebook. That's how you're listening to us. Or maybe you just found us. If you don't, it's not politically correct radio on Facebook, and this is the uncut and uncensored edition. Huh, 9-11, dude, what the hell? 
Yeah, I mean, are you kidding me? Where where is the outrage? We got the, four Muslims sitting in the goddamn Congress right now, trying to run us in the ground and tell us we're evil. This is absolute and complete and total just bullshit. Yesterday, I got a taste of of what was going on. Now, most years. You'll have some 9-11 documentaries maybe that are on. or so. There was not a damn word yesterday. Now, Nobody... my, my, my son did, or my grandson, yeah. I called him my son, but, you know, my grandson said that's all he talked about in school was 9-11 Good. and what happened, which I think that, is fantastic. Absolutely. Because so many people don't even weren't alive yet, so well, this I, is old yeah. history. It needs to be taught. Yesterday, I had a classroom full of students. All of them were born in 2002. 2002. They weren't, they didn't see this. I know, I mean, I can remember that like it was yesterday. I, yeah. You know, everybody always says, oh, I know exactly what I was doing that where morning. Where were you, Lee? I had gotten out of the shower. I was getting dressed. I had the morning news on before I left to go to the work at the bank as a network uh, administrator. Yeah. But, you know, I'm first one in because if the network's not up, <laughs> nobody works. <laughs> That's true. And I was on my way, you know, getting ready to go in. And the first plane had just hit, watched the first, you know, watched them as they were saying a plane has hit the tower. And remember, they were reporting it as a private plane yeah. to begin with. Yeah, they didn't realize what it was because no. they had not seen the footage from the film uh, crew, the French film crew that was there following the fire department. Became one of the greatest documentaries for something happening at history. Yeah. You know, and it was real interesting. It, I, I can't think what it's called. Anyway, if you if you look on YouTube, just put in 911 um documentary and it was by these two french brothers and do you know what those brothers said now this is the coolest thing right so they're just running around following the life of a of a of a new fireman at the new york fire department and these guys said that they believe that somebody is always at a major historic event to record it and that it was their turn and they were chosen that's pretty damn cool well, I'm going to give it to you for what it was. They didn't know that crap was going to happen that day. But the only video we have of the lobby of Tower One is from those guys. Yeah, They're in there. The, the only live footage is those guys of the plane slamming into it. Yeah. Which was proof it wasn't a private plane. That's right. And you know what's interesting is, you know, the news media reported it was a private plane. But as I was watching that documentary last night, you know, you see the first plane hit. The fire department's out on another call. They're on a gas leak. And that hits, and the cameraman catches it, hit, blah, blah, blah. When So they're the first unit that actually gets there because they were right down the street. That battalion chief calls out, a plane has struck, the t- a commercial jet has struck Tower 1. It veered off course and aimed directly for the tower. That's what his dispatch call is. He doesn't say, oh, I think. No, he says it aimed for it. Yeah. That's relevant. That is relevant in history. Um we go back to 2001 yeah life was pretty good just life, prior to that i was i was uh what if al gore would have been president sophomore. when that happened i w- let's say i was a junior in college that year i was on my way out and i had just now you're gonna laugh at this so i had got up real early in the morning to go bush hog a pasture so i bush hogged a pasture went to the gym at our college changed clothes took a shower Took shower, then changed clothes. Okay. Let's put it right. And then I was sitting there in class, and I remember it like it was yesterday. There was this guy sitting there with me, and he was a he was a music guy. Him and I were sitting there in class, and he wore a pager. 
old school. I know yeah. a lot of people don't know it. You and I know what they were. Yeah. He was a. Uh, yeah, don't get them wet. No, he was a. Uh, he was an army captain reservist, and we were sitting there, and his pager went off. And then there was another kid that was in his unit, and his pager went off, and there was another guy, and all three of them went off. And I remember our professor, his name was uh, Dr. Whittemore. He was a religion teacher. And he said, guys, what's going on? And, I mean, this is first plane. He said, we have to call in, but there's been an attack somewhere. I mean, that was right on. Yeah. So, of course, we that was it. I remember um, classes pretty much ended that day. And when I drove, I drove over to Lawrenceburg. I, I went to college in Pulaski, Tennessee, and I drove over to Lawrenceburg where my mom had a candy store, florist shop. Town was empty, Lee. Yeah, everybody was, it was glued like, to a TV. It was like Sunday. Schools let out. Everybody went home. Businesses closed, and the town was empty. Yeah. People were watching the TV to find out what was coming next. Yeah, it was. It was something unbelievable. And you know, the thing is, you and I can recall this piece of history, but if our story isn't told. There's millions of stories across the country. Yeah. But it's only a matter of time before these stories all go away. It's just like hearing old people talk about when we were kids, talk about yeah. when Pearl Harbor was attacked. Yeah, but, you know, you, you were in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And everything was locking up. In Lincoln County at Troy, gas station, there were gas lines. People had 55-gallon drums buying it. I mean, it was a mad panic to make sure we were even going to have gas for tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, businesses were panicking. I can believe that. You know, so it depends on where you were in relation to. We were worried that the next attack may be coming from McDonald's or some, you know, in St. Louis. Right. Yeah, something something like that. It was. Uh, they were even, you know, rumoring that, you know, they were having to put planes over uh, Callaway Nuclear. Cause, uh, yeah. And if I remember correctly, that was true. Yes, it was. Yeah, because they, they brought him up out of Whiteman. Oh, yeah, they did. They brought him up out of Whiteman. Do you remember the other thing that happened that day? That wasn't nobody really knew about it till years later? Every stealth at Whiteman was, was in the air. Yeah. Sure was. And that's the only time that that's ever happened. They launched every stealth just in case. Yeah. See, and I went to school in Warrensburg. Oh, did you really? And uh, so I would have loved to have been... <laughs> at Warrensburg when all those flushed because yeah. that had to be some ungodly noise. I mean, I heard the drills and it was impressive. I can't yeah. imagine a real thing. Well, you know, one flew over Jeff City when my buddy, the former governor, got elected. They uh, essentially buzzed Jeff City with yeah. one of them. It was awesome. Yeah. It was glorious. It was ass kickery in the sky. The other, the other thing that... <clears throat> And I always like to bring this one up because a lot of people don't know this story. You know, nobody really knew where that attack came from, who was behind it, et cetera. Not immediately. That, I don't believe that. Well, I we, believe I believe there were factions in the government. No sooner it happened, knew because they had dropped well, remember, the ball. Well, remember the Israelis had tried to inform the State Department that they knew about the attack, and, and the Israelis thought it was going to be suicide bombers. The State Department wouldn't act on it. And do you remember what happened? Yeah. They sent twelve Mossad agents to what would become Ground Zero. Yeah. Because they were like, you know what? If these guys aren't going to listen to us, we're going to shoot these damn terrorists when they start their crap. Well, the problem was terrorists hit from the sky. Yeah. And out of those twelve. Do you know the other side? Five of those Mossad agents never went back. Yeah. Because five of them died in the towers. Oh, wait. What? 
the Israelis went up in the towers and helped evacuate people? They were trying. You're damn right they were. Anyway, the other thing that happened that day that we should... Nobody ever wants to really mention, you know, the media tries to make up all this bull crap between the United States and Russia. But there was a call made, and this came out in George Bush's book when he wrote his book after he was president. Listen, George Bush is not my favorite U.S. president, but here's what he is. He reacted properly as a new president whose country was under attack. He didn't cower. He didn't do any of that crap. Yeah, but yet the media wanted to give him shit because he finished reading the book. Well, well, what, what do you they had, to do? The first thing first, they had to get Air Force One fired up so they could even get back on it. Right. So he might as well not cause a panic. Right. And do you really want to send Air Force One up while there's still not everything's been grounded yeah. yet? No way. But there was a call made, and it went from Vladimir Putin to George Bush. So it was pretty clear Russia didn't do the attack. Yeah. We knew that. And the reason this call was made is because the he was letting the U.S. president know that he was dis- deploying their Navy to the Bering Straits and off the coast of California. Still in international waters, but yeah. it was going to be there because Russia was providing air support in case the attack was coming from China. So stop bitching about Russia. We may get in these little... I, this is always the take that my feel with Russia. Are you ready for yeah. it? It's like when you fight with your brother. I've, I've got three brothers, okay? Yeah. We may bicker over some little shit. But don't but mess you, with either one of us. Because we will beat your ass. Yeah. I mean, that's... In reality, that's the game yeah. that Russia and the United States play. Yeah, we'll bicker over some little stuff. But when Russia thought that China was attacking the United States, they deployed their air force yeah. and said, no, we, we got the California coast. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. The lack of media yesterday talking about, or whenever it was, talking about 9-11 infuriated me. The fact that it wasn't really, I guess in your in your grandson's school it was talked about, but yeah. in the school I was at, there was maybe two minutes during the announcements of 9-11. Here's the thing. On September 12th, 2001, Everybody in the United States was ready to go whoop somebody's ass. Yep. I would question whether or not that would be the same response of a major Oh, God. Enlistments were just so high. 500,000 from from September to December. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Would you get get 5,000? I I think you'd get 5,000. You still have southern states. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's call it what it is. Hey, you You got the heartland. Yeah. It's kind of like the joke, you know, that they always made about who actually goes and fights wars. Farmers. Farmers fight wars. Southerners tend to end up in most wars. Midwesterners, they end up in quite a few. Yeah, you'll get a few guys from California. I mean, it's what happens. But in reality, the, the dynamic of America has changed so drastically. Everybody's medicated. All I'm the not. kids are medicated. I'm not medicated. Well, I self-medicate, but, you know. That doesn't count. It, it, clear, it clears up after a few hours. Pass me that bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the thing. I don't think we would see any kind of response. You know, when Trump was running, there were all these social justice warriors bitching and complaining about his nationalism. Nationalism is what makes you great. Yeah. 
We had freaking Obama running around doing his famous, you didn't build this speech. You know, immigrants, or what did he say? Um, immigrants built this country. No, that wasn't even how he said it. Or, I don't know. He, Everything he said was so wrong. It was so wrong it wasn't funny. But the social justice warriors hated Trump so bad because they referred to him as a white nationalist. Well, who gives a damn? I just want a nationalist. Right. I want to I want I'm proud of our country. I want you to put America first. Yeah. Not not all these other crap hole countries around the world. Don't put them oh, first. Do it right. Call them shit Go ahead. There you go, Lee. Put it first. Put America first. Yeah. Any country that opposes you, finish them. Yeah. That's the truth of it. Here's the thing. If we keep going out and putting all these immigrants and everybody else first, we have no country. No, you don't. We lo we lose everything that we know as a country. Yes, we do. You know, uh, th there's all these people that run around and they do this this stupid ass argument that just pisses me off. And it goes something like this. But everybody in America is an immigrant except the Native Americans. Shut up. Let me explain something to you. Now, now, Lee, let me see if I can do this right. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Thompson is your last name. Yes. Y'all been in the country a long time. Yeah, we go all the way back to George Washington. Okay. Where was George Washington born? England. No. No, he wasn't. No. You're right. <laughs> he couldn't have been president if he had been born in England. That is also correct. Yes. No, he was not born in England. You're right. I forgot about that. Wow. All, all, uh, all of the... Founding fathers. That's right. But one. Uh-huh. Are all born on this soil. Yes, they were. They were not immigrants. No. They may have been children of immigrants, but they were not immigrants. No, they were not. They were born here. So don't. All but one. So don't give us this crap where you go down this line of, well, everyone's an immigrant. Lee, my last name's Dodd. You can go back to South Carolina and you can go to the John Dodd Plantation right now. Founded before the country was. Yeah. I'm not an immigrant. <laughs> You're not an immigrant. No. So I'm not even the child of an no. immigrant. No, no, no. And like I said, my mother is a member of the Daughters of American Revolution. Yep. We have been traced all the way back to good old George. Back to the beginning. I had relatives die at, uh, in, down in Texas yeah. at the Alamo. Two of them, their names are on the wall, you know. One when you're the, related to a mud and a scurlock, I mean, <laughs> both out of Kentucky, what else? Yeah, you know? yeah, pretty much. Speaking of Kentucky, you ever been through Owensboro? I have been through Owensboro. You ever noticed most of the names on the businesses? I have. Yeah. <laughs> if your name ain't, I think that's where the expression, your name is mud, must have come from in that town. Yeah. <laughs> it's qu it's quite a place. It this This whole thing where we have... This is what we're faced with right now, and this is why nobody's pissed off still about 9-11. I am. Well, I am too, but we were alive. Yeah. And we haven't been indoctrinated at all. Well, they've tried, but, you well, know. Well, they tried, but they It failed. didn't take, yeah. No, it didn't take. <clears throat> you have revisionist history. Modern-day textbooks tell us that the attack on the Twin Towers was caused by Muslim freedom fighters. This is real, Lee. Muslim freedom fighters who were protesting the way that America treated Muslim nations. That is oh, not bullshit. That is not what in the hell happened. Bullshit. 
But that is what I have read. How we, how we treated Muslim nations. Yes. We had gone out of our way to, uh, oh, yeah, pe- we have. to appease them after we slaughtered them so damn bad. Well. You know, Jefferson just didn't screw around with them. No, he didn't. You know, we have a fine organization known as the Marines because of Muslims. And they got one, there's one thing they're really good at doing. Bring in a royal ass kicking. They brought it the day one. They were created. As soon as they got across the sea, they brought an ass woman yeah. with them. <laughs> you know. So. No, this is. So we've got revisionist history. We always have revisionist history. True. But everybody believes what they're taught now, and their parents don't teach them any different because their parents are too busy watching Keeping Up with the Damn Kardashians. True? True. Then we have a whole group of people that are so heavily medicated that they couldn't form a solid sentence to object to anything that the nanny state told them no matter what. True? True. Then we move on a little further, and we have all of these people going around going, well... You know, we need to try to understand that these countries have, you know, their Sharia law is good for them and we should embrace it in America. Bullshit. Bull- go to hell. Sharia law does not fit within the Constitution. No, it doesn't. If you're going to live in this country, even if you're not going to be a legal citizen, if you're going to live in this country, you're going to at least follow the laws of this country. The last- and nowhere does Sharia law come no. in. And if the Congress says Sharia law can't exist and every place they're letting Sharia law exist is against the Constitution. That's now allowing uh, the interference of church and state. Well, and it goes to... Well, we can't have two sets of laws, a set of laws for these people right. and a set of laws for these Unfortunately, we do have that situation. We have laws for Hillary, and we have laws for the rest of us. We do. Now, you know since you tapped on it, you know how I like to go down the path. Of it. Oh, okay. All right. You want I to get... opened up the hole. You take it this You did. Time. You opened it you up. Nor- you normally throw me down the rabbit hole, and I'm the one who gets well, the letters. Well, you just tossed me down the rabbit hole. Okay. So all these people out there, and you see these social justice warriors and this and that talking about the separation of church and state. You don't have a damn clue what the hell you're talking about. Now. Allow me to explain what the separation of church and state is. Okay? It's very. I'll let, I'll let you go there. I was, I was handling that one, but oh, I'll let you oh, go. Oh, I'm go, going down the path. Go. It's very simple how this works. Yeah. No federal government. Now, the state has the right to do this. The federal government does not. May show preference towards one religion nor another. The worry of the founders was that the Catholics would take over. That was a real fear. Like, because remember, now don't get me well, wrong. No, it's not, but the Catholics were worried about the Quakers. They were. You know, the, you know and you had the Presbyterians yes. in this mix. You know, they were all worried that their religion would not get preference. Okay. So, so they well, chose not to give a preference. Right. So let me let me go okay. down the path. Let me Keep go down going. the path. Europe was a set. Each European nation had a king. But all of those kings, except England, essentially bowed to the Pope. That's what it was. Now, this is nothing. I'm not going down a hate Catholics ramp by any means. I'm telling you what history was. These kings did the will of the Pope, and the Pope essentially was the king of many nations in reality. And you know why England didn't? Well, yeah, because of Henry VIII. Yeah. Yeah. And, And what was that over? Um, he got tired of killing his wives and thought maybe he should just divorce them. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, uh, that's what he did. Yeah, you know. Since he couldn't get a divorce, he just He killed, killed them. them. Yeah. All right. So here's what we have. The founders were worried that the Pope would dictate power over the United States. 
They were like, no, we're not going to be a Catholic nation. We're not going to be a Protestant nation. The founders recognized, as outlined in their documents, we can read their documents where they refer to the laws of nature and of nature's God, etc. Okay, so we can... They were not atheists. We know we know right. that. But here's the path. There were some agnostics. There were a couple, and you're always going to find... I think there were three. There were three. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so here's what you get, though, when you go down... But I didn't study history, you noticed. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I know you studied history. That's why we do a show, and it's good. Yeah. Oh, wait. Is our show good? I don't know. All right. Well, I... I, don't, I, I William Mann listens to us hey, from man, we Winfield, Alabama. <laughs> so, so they break this thing up, right? Now, the, the only thing that the separation of the church and state has is that one particular federal government can't make a preference. Okay? That's it. There have been all these things tacked on for years of what the meaning of separation of church and state is. Those things are faulty. The state, Maryland. Maryland's official religion of the state is Catholic. The state has the right to do that because that's one of the powers given to the states. But the federal government is forbidden from making a religious preference. Okay? Following down this line. Now, when the founding fathers were putting together our nation, our laws and everything else, there's a few things that we can we can look at and we can know where they get it. John Locke. A lot of their phrasing comes from John Locke. John Locke was a philosopher. One of the biggest things he talks about is that when you see a true republic, one of the greatest things that defines a free republic is the ownership of property. Why do you think life, liberty, and property is listed? Those are nearly the same things Locke listed. That's what it was originally, and revisionists have changed that to happiness, which isn't real. Right. Happiness is never real. It's subject to change, always. So, but property is finite. It is. No question. So we go down this path and we see we're different things. So revisionist history, revisionist history is what removed prayer from school because they revised. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about every school. We have a, a prayer group at the Winfield High School where, where I'm at, and I, I have no problems with that whatsoever. But it's these things that the left has used for years and years to slowly chip away. Now let's, it doesn't matter if you believe the Bible, if you're a Christian, whatever, okay? But here's what we can say. If you have a guiding set of principles, okay? I'm not gonna murder people. I'm not gonna steal from people. I'm not going to lie to people. Well, that guiding set is not a negative thing, right? No. Okay. But if we slowly chip away... Those we, are those are just standard morals. Right. And morals aren't religious. No, they Mor aren't. Morals are basically a code of life. Right. But in previous times, where did most people find those morals? They found them in wherever they happened to go to church. All right. Let's just call it what it was. Let's yeah. look at 1930s, 40s, 50s America. Okay. That's fine. But as you slowly chip that away and you have leftists telling everyone that this is a random fairy tale, et cetera, et cetera, suddenly we have an amoral society. 
Suddenly, only obeying law is what they care about. Here's what I can tell you, Lee. At one time, it was legal to murder Jews. But was it moral? No. But it was legal. Yeah, in Germany especially. Exactly. We have an entire generation who follows law blindly. Law should always be judged on its merit. There was a term when I was taking law classes, which was, what is the spirit of the law? Why was this law created? See, law cannot be followed blindly, but it needs to have a back behind it. Justice is supposed to be blind. <laughs> okay. It's supposed to be. <clears throat> yeah. Not anymore, but at yeah, one time, no, you know. It was. So if we continue going down this leftist train, what we have is a hyper-medicated, amoral, leftist society filled with revisionist history. Well, that's why we're getting rid of all the statues. Yes, it is. And every time they tear down one of the statues of my my dear buddy, General Robert E. Lee, I become more enraged inside each and every time. Because what people don't remember is that one of the biggest things the Nazi Party did was removed all of their history so that they could become something new, so they could be born again as the as the Reich. This is dangerous. When you erase history, it's one of the most dangerous things a society can do. The second most dangerous thing, you know what it is, right? Take away all the guns. Well, okay, we can go take away all the guns. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I think that's the second most dangerous thing you can do to a country. It is. Once the people are disarmed, well, look at what happened once again in Germany. You disarm everybody. Well, Jews couldn't fight back, ended up on train cars, boom, all dead. That's realistically the short story of yep. what happened. Marcus Aurelius talked about the nation that becomes tolerant of all things soon collapse. Our nation is now tolerant of all things. Because all things. we've been told we have to be. Exactly. We are not far from that point of no return, Lee. I believe that's a real thing. Oh, I, if we don't fix this crap. We're less than a generation away if we're not careful. Yeah. And it's gonna and it's gonna be quick. it's gonna be my generation. Yeah. When we're gone. Yeah. And yours is gone. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, nobody's there to tell them people you're on the wrong track. I wonder if a hundred years from now people will listen to hidden secret band copies of our radio show. <laughs> yeah. I mean it could happen. I feel like this would be illegal, right? Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure we're illegal in England. Yeah, I'm sure. This is what we're trying to say, guys. You've got to know history. You've got to educate yourself. you got to turn off your damn TV and stop watching the Kardashians. And please, stop taking 500 psychotropic drugs. Come on. Yeah, I mean. Think with your mind. Don't have it clouded continually. Lee, you look bored. What's yeah. wrong? I, I think we've beat this one. Oh, you think? Yeah, if people, if people don't get it, they got to open their minds. And the only way you can open your mind is not to have a bunch of damn... Mind-altering drugs in your system. Well, yeah. Can we also point out that AOC and her band of compatriots are a clear and present danger to the liberty of the United States? Oh, definitely. <laughs> and I did refer to them as compatriots. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but about half of the Democratic Party up there is a clear and present danger. Yes. The other half I'm not sure about yet. I but... don't think they even know where they are. I mean, have you seen Bernie Sanders? Well, he he's he's just he's just there. <laughs> he's he, he's gone. Well, because he he's always been a socialist to begin with. Oh yeah, he has. 
there's an interview of him from the 70s, and he, wow. If you haven't seen it, look on YouTube. Interview Bernie Sanders, 1970s. He's how, insane. And how far was he from the weather underground at that time? Well, that's a good question. I, I would say not I, very far. I'd say if you do some research, you might even be able to tie him to him. You probably could. Kind of like in the same way that they were able to tie Eric Holder to the Weather Underground. Yeah. And he wasn't like a, oh, I went to one of their meetings. He was a player. Yeah. By the way, he's now the Attorney General of California, if anybody's interested to know why California is such a total and complete cluster all the time. <laughs> just just pointing that out. Yeah. Anyway, this uh, episode, I guess 38 minutes, we're wrapping it up. This uncut version has been brought to you by... Smoking Butts, BBQ.com. Find them online for all of your rubs and sauces and everything you need to have a wonderful barbecuing time. Oh, I love how you say that. Yeah, do you like that? Yeah. Remind me, I'll make you a real commercial. Yeah. It'll be fun. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Anyway, be sure to tune in uh, next week. We will get this up. You guys can listen to it. Feel free to message us on Facebook if there's anything you want to talk about or maybe you want to tell us we're total morons. That's fine. We don't care. We like hate mail. You like hate mail, right? Oh, yeah, I, I love the ones, especially coming in those little government envelopes. Oh, well, you like those. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't like those. I just throw those away. I don't read them. Yeah. Anyway, so this has been Not Politically Correct Radio Uncut. I'm Andrew Dodd. I'm Lee Thompson. Hey, we'll talk to you all next week. Shoot something.